Hey guys, today I wanted to talk about the differences between alpha and beta in the public markets as well as the private real estate market. So for those that aren't familiar, alpha and beta refer to the different ways that return is generated for an investment. So beta is essentially the average return for a certain investment. So if you say the beta for the stock market would be something like the S&P 500, right? If you invest in S&P 500, you're guaranteed to get essentially the average return of the market, and that would be beta. And so if an investment has a high beta, it has a return that is um, positively correlated to uh, the market's returns and will actually kind of move in a greater degree in that direction. So if the market goes up, that if a high beta investment will go up even more than how much the market's going up. Similarly, if the market goes down with high beta, it will go down even more. Right, negative beta would be the opposite, where market goes up, your investment goes down. So, negative beta could be good if you want to be going against the market. You think the market's going to go down, and you have negative beta, and it goes up. So that's how beta works. You're kind of essentially getting an average of the market or of, of the type of investment. So you can get the beta of the stock market. You could get beta in real estate investments, and that's just getting the average, right? But we don't want to be average, and so that's where alpha comes in. And so alpha is ways to generate return in excess of the average. So a return generated in excess of beta, that's alpha. But it's not so simple because there are ways to generate what appears to be alpha, but it's really not, such as taking more risk through leverage, for example, right? So you might take an investment that really is just beta. It's just an average investment. But since you use extra leverage or some other unique means to push the returns now all of a sudden you're getting returns in excess of beta and you say look at all this alpha well really it's not alpha it's it's just levered beta so there's a lot of ways to analyze alpha versus beta and it's a popular topic amongst all sorts of different investment vehicles and markets uh, but what I, the the unique insight i wanted to share today is the fact that in the public markets when you're talking about the stock market alpha is so hard to come by uh, going back uh, decades ago, it was easier to create alpha, right? But over time, technology has gotten better and the markets have gotten more and more competitive. So alpha across the board has gotten harder to achieve. But in particular, in the stock market, it's just become more and more competitive where there's almost no alpha out there. And alpha is, in fact, a zero-sum game. When I achieve alpha, that's less alpha for you to achieve. So in the stock market, alpha is a zero-sum game. It's very, very competitive. So... The thing about the stock market, in my opinion at least, right, everyone's got their own way to invest, it is very difficult, like I keep saying, it is very difficult to achieve alpha, and in my opinion, you're better off to not chase alpha in the stock market. I think getting beta in the stock market, just getting the average return, is your best bet. If you buy the S&P 500 and, you know, through, a, through an index like SPY or VOO and never sell it, That'll put you in the best position to succeed over the long term as compared to your peers who might be trying this strategy, then trying that strategy, strategy, buying and selling and trying to time the market. Because like everyone else that's also trying to do that, they're all trying to achieve alpha and it's a zero-sum game, especially when you factor in the transaction costs associated with trying to pursue alpha, right? You might be using leverage that costs money. You might be uh, buying and selling stocks, which there might be transaction costs there. So. In my opinion, when it comes to the public markets, beta is what you want to go for. And meanwhile, in the real estate market, 
So, uh, the, so the other thing, just to kind of create the comparison in the stock market, it's really hard to achieve alpha. Beta is great. In the real estate market, it's actually easier to achieve alpha in the real estate market than it is in the stock market. There's a lot more things that uh, you can do to create alpha, whether it's finding a unique opportunity to actually buy a property for less than it's worth. It's become rare and rare, right? And just as in the stock market, in the real estate market, things have become more competitive. Technology has really uh, eliminated informational advantages. So, so it is much harder to actually find those good deals, but they're still out there. The real estate market is not an efficient market. And there's also strategies that you can do as far as business plans, renovations, and ways that you can put deals together to also create alpha in real estate. So here's the thing. Here's, here's the, the really interesting um, differences. In the stock market, it's super easy to achieve beta. You just buy the index and you hold it and you don't do anything. It's super tax efficient because if you're familiar, familiar with index funds like this, if you buy an S&P 500 index, it owns the top 500 companies. But as companies fall out of that index and new ones come in, that index will be buying and selling the underlying companies, but you don't incur any tax for those buying and selling. So you get to maintain a portfolio of the best 500 and never pay taxes for the cycling through to maintain the best. That's incredible. And you don't have to do anything. So it's super tax efficient. You don't have to do anything. Beta is really easy to achieve. You just buy an index. Now in real estate, beta is really hard to achieve because just to buy an average deal, there's a lot that has to go on. You have to uh, you know, find the deal, put it under contract, do due diligence. You have to um, raise debt, raise equity, close, manage the deal. There's, just, there's a lot more involved to achieve just a simple real estate beta. Um, so while market beta is easy to achieve, real estate beta is very difficult to achieve. But then on the flip side... To achieve alpha in the stock market, it's extremely, extremely challenging, and I would argue harder than real estate. So that's that's the interesting comparison I wanted to make, where you've got real estate beta harder to achieve than stock market beta, but then on the alpha, real estate is easier than in the stock market. So uh, hopefully that was an interesting way to, for you to look at things, and maybe it alters your investment strategy in some way. I know for me, I'm uh, very much so in alignment with this thought and thinking that, hey, I'm okay if I don't make 20% returns in my stock portfolio. I'm fine with beta, whatever beta is. I know in the long run, the U.S. stock market will do well, and so I'm happy just to get that average return. And then in the real estate business, that's where we can find unique opportunities to actually create alpha and generate great returns because the juice is worth the squeeze. The squeeze, the effort to go out and find good deals and implement business plans to actually create alpha is actually fruitful. You can actually do that in real estate. Whereas in the stock market, in my opinion, for the most part, you're going to be struggling to create real value through all the strategies that you're doing and buying and selling and incurring transaction costs and leverage costs, et cetera. Thanks for watching.